At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, good morning. It is the Lombardi Line, week 11 in the NFL. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher. I think we can start officially saying happy holidays, right? We're just Absolutely. coming on oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. For sure. Thir- I can't wait, man. How you doing? I, I'm wonderful. I mean, everybody's got their Christmas decorations out. I mean, like we're in the holiday season. I don't think there's any doubt about it, Patrick. It seems like it comes earlier and earlier than it ever before, but why not? We'll take it. I mean, we got World Cup today. We got, you know, we got uh, NFL football today. Buffalo made it out of Buffalo. That's a good thing. So things are moving. A weird day in college football, though, Patrick. That was one of the weirdest days in college football you're ever going to see. I think yesterday is the best reminder, and you just mentioned the World Cup. I, I want to give a shout-out to Bill AD's daily newsletter because it's so succinct and actionable. You can go to vsin.com and sign up for free right now, but it's got everything. It's got Brent Musburger, Michael Lombardi's articles, and then the World Cup betting preview all listed right there for free. Just go to vsin.com for the daily newsletter. Michael, yesterday was the example where you look at the commander's lane three at Houston and you think that looks too easy for Washington, right? They just beat Philly. Yesterday with Tennessee going to South Carolina, needing to win out to get into the college football championship and essentially getting beat by 100 is exactly why betters always need to be cautious. Yeah, I mean, and I was, you know, I'm thinking that Tennessee's got, did I ever think Tennessee's defense was, I mean, were they playing with 10 guys out there yesterday? <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, they made Rattler look like he was going to be a, the next thing to Danny Marino. I mean, it was unbelievable. So, 
yeah, I mean, look, the My- Michigan game could have gone the other way. The Ohio State game was in balance. It, it was the USC-UCLA game. Oregon rallies to beat Utah. I'm, I mean, it was just a strange day in college football all around. And uh, TCU executes their, their uh, field goal at the end of the game, which Sonny Dyke said they practiced all the time. So hats off to them. But it was a strange, strange day. I, I, I mean, look, Georgia just barely, you know, they struggled to beat Kentucky. 16-6. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. It was one of those, it preceded rivalry week there with college football. And then the unexpected always happens when – you're not but looking for it. I, I thought the most telling sign of all was the, the wonderful offensive performance by the A&M Aggies. Mm. I mean, look, Stony Brook didn't score either on them. So let's not like let's let's understand that UMass's defense is tough to move the ball on, and Stony Brook struggled. So why wouldn't the Aggies struggle? <laughs> so today we mentioned Happy Holidays here on the Lombardi Line. That means weather. I'll give you the three weather games we're targeting here on the Lombardi line. New England, you're going to have winds of 15 to 20 mile an hour sustained, stronger gusts, temps in the 30s. It's going to feel colder than that, so throws yeah. and kicks are going to be impacted, Michael. That is going to be a defensive slugfest. you got a super low total there in New England of 38 with the Jets in town catching three right. and a half. And it's going to be two teams that are going to protect themselves against their quarterback from beating them, right? Mac Jones can't turn the ball over, and Zach Wilson can't turn the ball over. I think it's clearly that's going to be the case. Special teams is going to have a lot to do with this game, controlling field position, and then deciding on when you do kick the field goal. Are you going to tempt fate and kick it into this wind? I mean, one thing about the wind in, in, in Foxborough, it, it can be very difficult to judge. It swirls. You've got to make really sure what you're doing in terms of the field goals, when you're kicking, when you're not, when you're going to punt, that gray area. And, look, this game is going to – I think it's going to be a close game. I, I would be on the New England side at three. I would be on the, the Jets side at three and a half. I think it's a field goal game all the way. And, and I do believe that wind, it says 15 mile an hour, but just walking from the parking lot in here or being at my house and taking the – this wind is really significant today all along the East Coast. Well, closer to you as well, Carolina, Baltimore going to be affected by the weather. Breezy, especially early in the game. So take note, first half batters in Baltimore sustain 15-mile-an-hour winds, gusts up to 20, and then, of course, you've got Detroit at the Giants. You know, it's kind of in between New England and that Baltimore forecast, 15 to 20 mile an hour. It's going to taper off in the second half, so beware second-half betters with Detroit and the Giants. But those are three real ones. Now, the ultimate weather game was in Buffalo, but it's now in Detroit. How about this? How about the Bills Mafia? I was asking Bond and you yesterday, how are they going to pack the, the Ford Field? Because how are Buffalo fans going to get out of Buffalo, Cleveland fans? Well, apparently yesterday, 56,000 fans had been sold in less than 48 hours. And no shock here, mostly Bills fans, Michael Lombardi. No, no doubt. I mean, you, you know, look, I, I think the Browns fans have seen enough of the Browns offense and, and what they have. I'm not sure they're tempted to drive to Detroit to see it, but I'm sure there'll be a strong contingency of Browns fans. They're loyal as well, too, but nothing's like this Buffalo team. They, the, I think the Bills fans sense they, the Bills team needs them. You know, they feel like they need and They can impact the game. And they rally. I mean, they get the players out of their homes. They get the team there. It's really remarkable. I mean, there's a kind of a, a probably an in-depth article that needs to be written about the last 48 hours in Buffalo about how they were able to do all this, get a plane there, get the players from their homes to the airport and get there. So, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it, it's fascinating how these Bills fans have always been so, so loyal to their team. So uh, – 
Reggie Gillum and some other players there with Buffalo, you saw Bills Mafia was actually shoveling some of the players out of their homes. It's really just kind of a, a marriage of society and sports, which we love. One thing I will say about this game, Michael, so the Bills are lane eight. They've got the biggest margin of victory. They, they win by 11 points when they do win, so that eight shouldn't scare you. But here's a, a word of caution. They've been dealing with a lot. Logistics. This is uncharted territory that they've gone through. They had a bug running through the locker room. They missed a practice and went on Zoom. So there's a lot of variables adding up uh, here for Buffalo. And their injury list. I mean, let's face it. they got. We don't know where they're going to be injury-wise. And we know it's going to be perfect conditions. What really lends you to believe that if Buffalo is humming, you know, we know Diggs is there. We know Gabriel Davis is there. We know Cleveland can't cover. We also know Cleveland struggles to play the run. You know, so, like, this is a, the perfect time. And unless Cleveland controls the ball, Cleveland needs a game plan against Buffalo that Washington did against Philadelphia. Control there the ball go. for 40 minutes. You know, keep them off the field and try to get this game to the fourth quarter in a one-score game and see if it could happen. But, you know, Buffalo has been very good at getting leads, 27-10 to 10 against Minnesota. You know, they destroyed Pittsburgh in Buffalo. And other than the fourth quarter, this team should be a covering machine. I mean, the, really what's happened to them is their inability in the fourth quarter to play well, to not turn the ball over, is the reason why they're not covering and why they have three losses. Conversely, the Bills haven't stopped the run in the last three or four, and we know what the Browns are going to do with Chubb. And throw in the fact that the, the Browns simply aren't equipped to pass their way back into a football game. You know, this is very similar to how I think each want to attack. It's just the Bills have more weapons with, of course, Josh Allen, who's going to play. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and just by the way that Joe Wood defense has played this year in the secondary and their inability to stop the run, New England goes in there and runs the ball on them. Everybody has been able to kind of pick the poison, if you will, how they want to play the game. And Stefanski adds this element of, you know, going for it on fourth down, making poor decisions, the Charger game, you know, even the New England game, for that example, he doesn't get it on fourth and one, could have kicked a field goal. That's a closer game than you think. A lot of coaching mistakes that, that are overlooked, but I think they do impact this team. It's going to be interesting to see how that manifests itself today and how they want to play it. They've got to run the ball. They've got to be able to say, Jacoby Brissett, we're throwing 25 times, we're going to run it. And if you can't run it against a team that wants to play nickel all the time, then something's wrong. Michael, as we set the table here on the Lombardi line on a Sunday week 11, let me just give you the key injuries, the key players here. Uh, Cooper Cup, their season's done. I mean, he's out six to eight weeks with that high ankle surgery. They're a three and six team. We'll get to their number. That's actually a sharp play on the Rams in New Orleans, if you believe it. Dallas Goddard, he's out to the IR. Looks like Jordan Davis, also IR for the Eagles, could be back December 4th. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, maybe a little respite for uh, Herbert and the Chargers. Looks like those two wide receivers plan to play. And we talked about a weather game in Baltimore. Mark Andrews. Uh, expected to play. He is going to be banged up, though. Zeke is back. Stafford's back. Minka Fitzpatrick is back. Those are some of the big names. Yeah, I mean, and look, everybody's playing with guys hurt, so let's be honest. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. So, you know, you got to be able to rally through it, and you got to be able to offset it with some depth. I mean, the Raiders may not have Colton Miller, their left tackle today. You know, we mm -hmm. know Denver's dealing with a bunch of injuries in their offensive line. They're playing backups all through their line. So, you know, you can't use injuries as an excuse. Be interested to see if, if Linville, 
uh, Joseph and Adamican Sue play today for Philadelphia in Indianapolis. Will they give them some girth inside to help their run defense against Jonathan Taylor? You know, that's going to be an interesting if they're active or not. I would suspect they didn't sign them to not play them. Hey, take a look at your board. We always talk about the key number. 14% of these games are going to be decided by three. Michael, take a look at your board. Look at these threes. Washington's three. They just went to three and a half at DraftKings at Houston. We're also talking about, of course, Chicago and Atlanta. You got two and a half and threes with Atlanta laying it there. How about New the Jets and New England? Circa just went to three off the three and a half with New England, so maybe a little juice there on the Jets. A lot of important numbers being kind of toggled back and forth. As a matter of fact, did you see what just happened in Pittsburgh? Cincinnati's now catching, excuse me, lane three and a half. That was four and a half when you and I sat here yesterday. A very sharp play right now on Pittsburgh. I, 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 and I don't understand. I don't it. get I really it. Don't. I really don't. I, I mean, they're, they're playing. A, look, last year, Cincinnati dominated the series 41 to 10 and 24 to 10. I mean, Joe Burrow played as bad as you can play in week one. I, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to play bad again today. I think Joe Burrow is going to be fully determined to win the game. I think you're getting a hell of a number at three and a half. I really do. I have this as a six point game in my number. I, I actually am going to take Cincinnati. I think to me, ignore the noise. Cincinnati's the better team. I don't think Pittsburgh's win against New Orleans should deter you whatsoever. And if they go back with that field goal kicker that they had last week, it should even make you feel better about it because that's not going to work if Boswell's inactive again today. So, yeah, I mean, I know it's a sharp play. I, I think you just got to avoid the noise. UCLA was a sharp play yesterday too. That didn't work out. So I like Cincy today. I think it's hard to beat a team twice. I think especially when the team was bad the first game, there's a sense of motivation there. And I really think the Cincinnati needs this game badly if they're going to contend. Another key three, the red-hot Detroit Lions are catching three. So the Giants are laying three at a breezy Meadowlands there in Jersey. When we come back, though, the line of the week, the Vikings are 8-1. They're at home, and they're dogs to America's team. Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the college basketball betting guide is out. Team pages for 363 D1 teams, conference breakdowns, tips for beginning bettors when it comes to college hoops, title value bets from our VSIN experts, Matt Humans, Hoops Peterson. They all did a great job. Go to VSIN.com slash subscribe. You got to become a pro to get the betting guides. Remember, you got Qatar World Cup starting today. You can also find the World Cup betting guide. You got USA tomorrow. Now, a couple of things as we welcome you back. It is week 11 in the NFL. Hope you're having a nice weekend. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. The question for you, Michael Lombardi, the Giants and the, and the Cowboys, are they fortunate or are they good football teams? And the reason I ask you that is because this is going to be the second time since the merger that an 8-1 and team is going to be a home dog while playing their regular quarterback. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Vikings. The Vikings are hosting the Cowboys. The Cowboys were on the road last week at Green Bay, lost in overtime. Now they head to Minnesota. And we had one and a half painted yesterday with Dallas laying it, and now Circa just popped up two. So maybe a little action here on Dallas at Minnesota. Let's start with Minnesota. You know, look, you know, there's a fine line between luck and t- and being good, right? You know, you just can't categorize a team as lucky when they're good. There is issues with Minnesota. They're not the most perfect team of all, but they're able to win close games. And as I said yesterday, iron sharpens iron. And when you win close games, you then become able to, to believe you can win any game. You know, and last week, to me, was an anomaly. I mean, let's just put it out there. I mean, you could talk about it, and it's exciting. But if they just get the exchange, they're going to lose that game. And they should have lost the game. And so as an executive or a head coach, you got to accept that, okay, we fought back. We didn't quit, but we just weren't good enough, especially defensively. And when you go over this team, which is remarkable, is how they're able to win games as bad as they are in red zone defense. They're the, they're the second worst red zone defense in all of football. That's Minnesota. And so, you know, they're able to overcome that and still win. And at some point, this catches up to you. At some point, you get a team that kind of plays you the right way, that doesn't make a mistake. Last year, they were sensational on third down. They were fourth best team in the league on third down. They've continued that trend to that this year. They're sixth. But they have problems defending in the red zone. And so they're not, I would say, an elite team. I think they're a very good team that have had a few breaks go their way. And I can't apolo- you can't apologize for the breaks. But when I, when I break down this game, you know, they, they're really good in six areas. You know, they're, they're kind of media, they're 
above average in eight, and they're bad in that red zone defense. And whereas Dallas is really good in three, and they're really good in and they're, they're really good in three, and they're also good in three other ones. So there's a there's an advantage that Minnesota takes into the game. Can it manifest itself forward? And I think this really comes down to how Mike McCarthy sets up the game plan to not turn this ball over and protect it, run the ball, take advantage of what Minnesota's doing, and stay out of those downs where Minnesota's able to create turnovers, which is third down. Michael, I asked you if the Vikings are fortunate. How about this? They're 8-1. and one. They've outscored their opponents by a total of 35 points this season. It really is miraculous. They've got a rookie head coach. <laughs> And they've outscored their opponents by 35 total points. So they've had seven straight one, what, what was it, one possession wins. So think about that, seven straight. Yeah, and I, 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 I mean, mean it's, it's remarkable, right? I mean, in the last three weeks, the last three weeks, they create three turnovers against Arizona. They only create one turnover against Washington. They're down 17-7. to seven. That one turnover was the difference in the game. And then last week, they create four turnovers, all of, most of them in the second half, in the fourth quarter. So and it isn't like they don't turn it over either, Patrick. Like it isn't like they don't turn it over. You know, and I think to me this is a game where Kurt Cousins has got to play at a high level and he can't turn it over and he's got to be able to handle the protection. Now Darashaw, I think that's a critical injury. If he gonna play, now he was full go with a concussion, so we think he's gonna play. But to me, that's critical. Can they protect Cousins, and does he not make a mistake? And Dallas lives. That's where they live their game is on being able to create pressure and get the quarterback to make a mistake. Let me give you the mismatch, and you jump with it. Dallas's passing offense versus the Vikings passing D. The Vikings passing defense is 29th in the NFL. Again, you got an 8-1 and team with the 29th passing defense in the NFL. It's really miraculous. It's, it's, it's really unbelievable. I mean, and, and think about it. You know, every game... Every game. I mean, the Bear – go back to the Bear game. The, I mean, Justin Field, they're driving the ball down. Peterson strips the ball out of the receiver's hands or else I think Chicago's going to win that game. The Miami game, we've talked chapter and verse about it, right? They had 15 possessions in that game, 13 punts. They made enough plays to win the game, right? They do that. You know, they come back against Arizona, the mayor. He's got more than opportunities, but he turns the ball over in the red zone. Then Washington's up 17-7. to At some point, somebody's not going to give them the game. And, and it isn't like they don't make mistakes themselves now. So, yeah, I, I respect their 8-1 and record, but this isn't a team that's going to go 15-2 and, and two or 16-1. Or and one. They're going to have some losses along the way, and they've got a tough schedule coming up. They've got Dallas, New England, and the Jets at home, New England on Thanksgiving Day. I think eventually this is going to catch up to them. It's fascinating. So let's get your Lombardi line on this matchup between Dallas and Minnesota. I've got more stats that are mind-boggling when it comes to Minnesota and their 8-1 and record, but I'll set up the number here. One and a half at most shops with Dallas. Again, circuit just went to two, and you've got a total of 48.5. For what it's worth, the last five meetings between Dak and Kirk Cousins have all gone over the total. we got a 48.5 posted total. You know, so my number is really Minnesota should be a one-point, one-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. So that's really at 1.58, and so it's kind of flipped. And so now, you know, now based on my numbers, because Minnesota's getting the point, is getting the point-and-a-half, that's a 3-5-8 game. I'm not sure that that's right. Because I think there's situations, you just can't be so analytical. You have to look at the situation. And for Dallas, I think this is a critical game, but I also think it's a good matchup for Dallas. 
I think Dallas has a great advantage in this game. As you've mentioned, they can throw the football, right? If Dak doesn't make a mistake, they can throw the ball. You know, they come back off the bye week. They're a little rusty. They get going. They turn the ball over last week. They give up way too many yards on the ground. But I think they can get this thing going a little bit. Now, they haven't played great defense over the last month. We know that. I mean, Philadelphia, they struggled. Right. They got better in the second half. Detroit, Detroit's got the ball first and goal with the one-inch line or should have been a touchdown, but we know how that game went. But I think this is a game where they've got to create the turnovers and they've got to put pressure. But it all goes back to they're going to have Dak back. They're going to have Zeke back. They're going to have Pollard in another role. They've got to make plays in this running game, and they've got to be able to, to, to take control of the game with their offense. Again, you got a Cowboys team that's six and three coming off a loss. You got a Vikings team coming off a thrilling win that's eight and one. You're wondering, as a novice better, what are the pros looking at? Well, I'll ask you this: Are Dallas better than the Vikings in all three phases? Are they better offensively? They're better defensively. I know this. And over the last couple of weeks, a little regression for the Cowboys, and they're better on specials. I think they're better in all three phases. The Cowboys. You know, I, I think they they have they certainly are, and, and I think when you look at that, when you look at that kind of situation you say to yourself okay how does dallas win the game dallas wins the game if they don't turn it over dallas has to win the game one of the areas of this game that's very difficult for dallas is dallas is not a good third down team minnesota is a good third down team so dallas has to figure out in game planning let's just avoid third down let's avoid it so we stay out of it let's play canadian football today and try to get first downs and two downs and so therefore we stay out of that if we can limit ourselves to 10 or less third downs we'll win the game Every single season, you look at turnover differential. You look at the top of the list, you're going to find the successful teams, Michael. The top two in turnover differential this year, the Eagles are plus 13, and the Vikings are plus 8. Oh, by the way, the, Engle, the Eagles lost a turnover uh, advantage on Monday against Washington and lost a football game. Pretty simple. That's what you're talking about here with Dallas. Right, but here's the thing, too. The one thing I would say on the turnover takeaway that kind of gets a little bit out of, out of sorts a little bit is – the field goals, right? So Joseph, this field goal kicker for them, he's missed five kicks. He's missed five kicks. Now, a lot of them have been outside of 50. He's one for six outside of 50. So those five kicks have all happened when he's had to kick long field goals. So he's not a long field goal kicker. And if they go for that this week, that'll be a problem. But you have to kind of add that into the turnover takeaway. How many kicks do you miss? Because you're really giving the ball up. And especially when you miss 50 yarders like that, dude, you're getting the ball in great. I mean, remember the Detroit? Detroit had a chance to win the game, too. I mean, everybody's had a chance to beat Minnesota. They've never been able to knock the door down. Yeah, but what scares me, big guy, is I think you're going to go. I, I'm not going to give it away. I'm, I'm afraid you're going to go against your number today. That's my concern oh, I, in Minnesota. I'm afraid you're going to go against your number. Yeah, I mean, because you got to handicap the game how you see it's going to get played. And I do think in November, and I think this is really important, I think desperation is really one of the most critical handicaps you have. What team is more desperate? What team is more desperate to play well? You know, Cowboys. what team has to win? I, and I think when it's close, go desperate. You know, when it's close, you've got to say to yourself, okay, we need this game. And then when you're in a rematch game, if somebody's beaten you once, there's way more. It's like, okay, Carolina loses to Atlanta in a, in a heartbreaker. They go, they go to Carolina. Carolina, you know, Carolina plays one of their best games of the year. Those are important things. 
Marquee Sports Network, we welcome you. We'll get to the Bears. Nesson, of course, long time here with the Lombardi line. We'll get to your Patriots. How about next we do a Masson pack package for the DMV? Baltimore is laying a big number, 13, hosting Carolina, and the Commanders short at three in Houston. Masson, you're next here at Lombardi line. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the horse racing don't stop, it don't quit, and Express Bet has got you covered. Our buddy Jeremy Plunk today has got a couple of plays, both from Churchill Downs. In race six, Jeremy has the seven horse Electric Sense at six to one. In race eight, Jeremy has the five horse Magic Quest on top at ten to one. Oh, that's juicy. Bet these races and more. First bet, VSIN's preferred horse racing app. When you sign up, for first bet, you're going to get 10 bucks free right now. And then when you use the code HORSE200, you get 100% match on your first deposit up to 200 bucks. It's a great deal. It's VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Go to VEASAN.com slash horses. That's VEASAN.com slash horses for more details. I would assume that Stephen Bond and Elliot and the crew back at Circa would agree. The conversations during the break with Michael Lombardi maybe better than the ones on the air. And the ones on the air are pretty damn good. As we welcome you back, happy holidays. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We've got Masson in the DMV tuning in, so let's get to it. Carolina's yeah. at Baltimore. Interesting for Baltimore. I don't know what it is with Lamar Jackson's immune system, but my man, unfortunately, is always sick. We know he missed practice. I think it was on Friday, Michael, but he is going to play today, and Baltimore's laying a juicy number here at 13 with Carolina and Baker in town. Well, coming off the bye week, you know, they're rested. They're a little bit healthier, especially in their offensive line. They've got to get healthy there. Maybe Ronnie Stanley can play a complete game. That would be helpful for them. <coughs> Excuse me, Bless Patrick. Uh, anyway, so I, I, to me, this is a, a, an interesting game in the sense that I have this as an 11.7 game, and the number went up to 13.5, and, and it came back down. Now, Carolina has struggled to play against this five six-pack offense. I mean, when they played Atlanta, when Mariota was running in Atlanta, that they ran the football on them. And when we watched them against Cincinnati, Cincinnati ran the football on them, not that they're a six-back offense. So, you know, if Lamar only throws it 18 or 19 times today, this will be a route because that, that means they're running the football and they're making plays in the run game. You know, and so Carolina, I think they've improved. Mayfield's been here before. He's played here, so he understands what it takes to win in Baltimore. But I think it's going to be a really hard game against the defense of Baltimore that has improved over the season. You've got to give them credit for that. They have played much better. They've turned the ball over. They dominated New Orleans the last time we saw them play on Monday night a while ago. And I, and I think their defense has been able to turn the ball over, and their offense has done a better job of protecting the ball in their last three games. I mean, the last three games that they've won, Cleveland, Tampa, and New Orleans, they've turned the ball over one time in those games, and they've created four turnovers. Michael, we targeted this as a weather game. Remember, Baltimore, it's going to be breezy, especially early, so pay attention. First half betters, sustained 15-mile-an-hour winds, gust up to 20. So what does that mean? It means running the football. Let me give you a couple of things. Dante Foreman, as you know, with your son there in Carolina, is doing a hell of a job. However, tough matchup as the Ravens' a defense ranks third in the NFL. How about the Ravens on the ground? They've gained 150-plus rushing yards in eight straight games. That's the longest streak of any team in 35 years. This team is a juggernaut on the ground, the Ravens. Yeah, and look, one thing we do know about Carolina, they struggle to stay on the off, get off the field on third down, 
and both these teams offensively and defensively for Baltimore are very good on third down. You know, Baltimore's the sixth best, eighth best offense, sixth best offense, and they're the fourth best defense on third down. So that that's going to be a really hard part for Carolina. Can they make enough plays? Can they handle that? And, and I think, to me, that's why we're seeing this number tilt between now. It stayed below 14, and I thought it, once it went to 13 and a half, I thought it might go, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel good about taking Carolina in a weather game like this with wind. Are they going to be able to throw it? Plus Mayfield, when he gets rushed inside and he can't see down the field, it, he becomes a little bit of a turnover machine. I mean, one thing when you look at Mayfield's career, and you should always do this when evaluating quarterbacks, is how many times, A, how many incompletions does he throw a game? That's, that's really important. You know, and right now the, the Ravens, right now uh, in this game, in this game they, they – uh, let me see here. They're 18th in the league in throwing incompletions to Panthers. But the other factor that really bothers you so much is that a lot of balls get tipped. Mayfield averages at least six to eight balls tipped a, t- a game, not from the line, where the defense actually gets their hand on the ball, whether it's a tip at the, def- at the line but trying to throw it over Calais Campbell or whether it's a defensive back touches it. And that makes you very prone to turnovers, so it's going to be a really hard game for Carolina today. It's going to, they're going to have to run it, they're going to have to control it, and they're going to have to find a way to move the ball in the fourth quarter when the game is in balance. To be fair to the Panthers and that coaching staff, they've done a hell of a job. They're coming off a convincing win over division rival at the Atlanta Falcons when everything looked lost for the season, so let's put it that way. And we come back around with the Lombardi line today, then we'll move on to the Commanders. What do you have as far as your number, Carolina, at the Ravens? Well, I had this, Patrick. I have this as a, I had this as an eleven point one, eleven point one eight game, one eleven point seven game, and so you know, then there's really no category that that Carolina. When you when I do my game codes, which are the nineteen categories that I think determine winning in the game, right? When I look at my game codes, you know, Carolina is really only good in one of those. They're mediocre. They're they're average in 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 one and then they're really bad in eight so they're not a very good team where this baltimore team is very good they're they're in the top 12 in 12 categories that's significant so that what determines winning they're they're really good in 12 of those categories they're they're really only bad in in one other category so it's really the the line says the line says baltimore and the codes say Baltimore. To me, 13 is a lot of points to lay with wind and a factor, especially when the unders where it is. So I, I would lean towards a pass on this game. But if I had to make a play, I would take Baltimore. This is a great one for new betters and just for betters in general. So the Commodores, the Commanders, Washington, Heineke Magic coming off a tremendous, an A-plus performance there where they got lucky, but they played very well up in Philly. They're headed to Houston. Houston's, what, 1-7-1 and one on the season. They can't stop the run. They're giving up 180 yards on the ground. I mean, it's just abysmal. They can't really do much on offense, yet Washington's lane three. We've got one book reporting three and a half. Why is the number so short with the commanders who are 5-5 five and five and hunting a postseason position? The, the numbers are so short because when you break the game down, the, the, as, as bad as the Texans have been, they're in the game in the fourth quarter. They're in every game in the fourth quarter. They just can't seem to find a way to close it out in the fourth quarter. And that's been a real issue. That's been a real issue. Now, to me, I, I, when you break down their numbers, I, I have this as an eight-point game, right? 
I have this, that the commanders, because of where they are numerically and where the Texans are numerically, my numbers come out to eight, which is way off of. So you say, well, that's an easy play, Lombardi. You should play the commanders at three and a half or three. I, 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 think, there's, I think it's wrong because all the numbers on, on Houston are bad. Don't get me wrong there. But they're at least in the game. And they make right. it so that. And then I don't trust Heineke to not turn the ball over in the fourth quarter to at least get the backdoor cover or at least make this game closer than it should be. It's always hard to go on Monday night to play again. You play Monday night, you have an emotional win, everybody's celebrating, and then you got to get serious for a game that you think you're going to win easily, like, South, like Tennessee thought they were going to beat South Carolina easily, and it ends up not being the case. So, look, last week against the New York football Giants, that game was closer. The, the Giants covered one by six. The Texans had the ball five times in the second half. On every one of those drives, they were moving the ball. On every one of those drives, they didn't punt in the second half. They turned it over twice. They, 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 missed, they missed a field goal. They, they, made a field, they made two field goals to get the game closer. But they were in that game. They just couldn't close it out. And I think the game's going to come down to, can the Texans block this front? And if they get Davis Mills to turn it over, they'll cover. If they don't, if Mills protects the football, I think it'll be a game down to the end. What would you say to Commanders fans about Heineke? He's 3-1 and one as a starter. He's going to every single game throw one or two 50-50 YOLO balls that's going to get picked. That's just how he does. Doesn't have the strongest arm. Isn't the most athletic, although is athletic, but he just gets it done with this moxie. And Carson Wentz is healthy. Rivera is sticking with Heineke, and I think he has to, right? So you know, I mean, look, there's, there's the the quarterback is as Washington fans know, like. When I was a kid, Billy Kilmer and Sonny Jurgensen. Jurgensen was the more talented player. The players loved Kilmer, too. Kilmer came in. You know, he was a running back at UCLA. He barely could throw the ball 20 yards down the field. It was hilarious. But they, they kind of gravitated him. He had leadership skills. And quarterback position in the National Football League is all about leadership skills. I mean, it isn't that Heineke's playing like this incredible game. You know, like he threw for 126 against Minnesota. He threw for only 178. He threw for 164 against Green Bay. Like he's not, but what he's doing is he's getting the players to play above themselves, which is what Wentz can't do. Wentz can't do that. I mean, Washington is not by any means a great team, but they're better, but they're better with Heineke because the players believe in him. And I think that goes a long way. And their defense has improved, especially on third down and especially in the red zone. The defense is a playoff defense. That, that defensive front with the Alabama boys, and you love Sweat, and Chase Young, he's not going to be back today. He's eventually going to come back. That defensive front is legit now, Michael. It's hard, it's hard to play. I mean, they're really good. And look, the last two weeks, teams have been able to run the ball. The only team that ran the ball in were the Colts. The Colts ran for 135. And look, let's face it, the Colts should have won that game. They were very fortunate to win. McLaurin makes that great catch. He intercepts the ball over Gilmore. I mean, the Colts are in control of that game. And yet that, you know, that, that one drive gets them back in it. So, you know, for as high as they are for beating Philly, don't forget that, don't forget that Colt game. And then Minnesota, they're up 17-7 with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they can't close it out. Sing it with me. Saturday. In, in the park. Hey, is it Jeff Saturday or is it Vince Lombardi? Because, wow, oh the, my the God. betters are taking the, the Colts yeah. right now. We've oh, dipped under it. seven with Philly at Indy. That's next. Jeff Saturday, your boy.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all the legs hit in that parlay except one, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up with BetMGM today to take advantage of this offer all season. Again, one-game parlay, all as far as four, all four hit except one. You're going to get $25 back in free bets. It's a great deal. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. BetMGM.com, promotional offer not available, Mississippi, Nevada, or New York, as we welcome you back here. Thomas Gable, of course, runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata, where Michael is. I'm just curious, how's the vibe there as we sit on a NFL Sunday? I think everybody's waiting for the World Cup to start. I mean, a lot of reservations, people are starting to come in here to get the World Cup going. I I, I hate to disappoint them, but at 1 o'clock, that Eagle game's going to go on. I don't think that World Cup's going to be over, right? That, that eagle game is going to go up on that big screen. There's going to be a lot of angry people here. It's funny. That, you know, around the area, it just shows you the love of the eagles. They're having outdoor, uh, outdoor watch parties now 
you know, and like my little town of Ocean City and the, and love the, the town that I drive through to go to here, Ventnor, they're having, like, everybody's going to uh, mingle. They're going to put it on the beach and then watch the Eagle game on a big screen and enjoy it uh, outside. That's not going to be where I'm going to watch it, but that, that that's where a lot of people seem to want to watch it. So you're telling me the spirits not dampened Fly Eagles Fly after the oh, first no. loss of the year. Let's throw up the power oh, rankings. No. They're going to be in the mix there, top three. We know this. Michael Lombardi's power rankings. You can see these in the Lombardi look-ahead, vsan.com slash pro to become a VEASAN pro. Buffalo Bills are sitting one. The Eagles are sitting two. Kansas City sitting three. That's that's the top three all year, and there's a chasm after that. Yeah, but I, what I've tried to do, Patrick, to expand on it, to kind of peel back the layers, because my the rankings are all subjective based on numbers, okay? based strictly on numbers and and of what I believe are the 19 categories that determine winning. And then what I've added are game codes, which then tell you where are the where are those teams as it relates to those categories of the 32 and come up with a different rating. So for example, you know, Buffalo's number 1 in both areas. Philly's number 2, Kansas City, Baltimore, Minnesota, Seattle, which isn't in this group Right, Seattle's not in the top ten of my power rankings, but they're in the top ten in my my game codes. New Tennessee, not in the top ten, but in the top ten of my game codes. So you've got to kind of balance that off because it's just as not easy to say, okay, this is the best team. Here's the power ranking; they should win. You got to analyze the game and peel it back. Is it you know sometimes it's the kicker, sometimes it's the you know the defense in red zone or second half defense so you know i think that's kind of a way to counter to check yourself to make sure that you're not going down a road too far and balance your bias taking a look at the list and we're going to get nesson we're going to get to your patriots coming up in about 12 minutes the jets a sharp play today they're a breezy gillette i'd say maybe looking at the list the patriots coming in at 10 maybe surprise a little bit no, because I think on the game codes, when you look at the game codes and you look at what New England does in terms of what they do defensively and how they play the game, they're good. Now, their offensive numbers are not good. We know this, right? But what, what matters most is how you function in the game. It's the same thing with the Giants. I mean, does anybody fear Daniel Jones and the Giants? Of course not. Now, they're executing really well this year offensively, but they play a complete game between all three phases. You know, Tennessee, that, you know, I knew they threw for 300 yards against Green Bay, but they're not an explosive, oh, my gosh, look how talented this team is, but they understand how to win the game. That's New England. New England knows how to win the game. New England knows that for them to win, they can't turn it over. For them to win, they've got to be able to force Zach Wilson to participate in the game, throw the ball more than 30 times, force him into mistakes, and they'll win. If they don't, if they're able to run the ball, if the Jets can run the ball in New England, this will be a hard game for New England. Okay. Let's transition from Michael Lombardi's power rankings. The number two team, Philadelphia, remember coming off that Monday night loss to the Commanders in division. They're at Indianapolis. Indianapolis game two for Saturday, one in Vegas. This number yesterday, Michael, you and I were sitting here with seven everywhere. It's dipped below that second key number of seven, down to six and a half. Philly laying it at the Colts. Well, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game in the sense that, you know, the Colts are good on defense, right? They're third best third down defense in football. So they're very fast and they're athletic. And they're good inside. You know, with DeForest Buckner, they have some girth inside. And 
they're able to handle the inside run game. So for me, this is a game about Philadelphia. They can't turn the ball. You know, Philly went into the game last week on Monday night. They had four, three turnovers the entire season. They turned the ball over four times in that game which was kind of surprising, right? You know, they typically don't do that. This will be a challenge for them in the sense that they've got – Indianapolis has to turn the ball over. They've got to create turnovers. They won last week without creating a turnover. And they were able to sustain a fourth-quarter drive by the Raiders where the Raiders have a chance to win the game, and they couldn't do it. But let's, let's be clear here. Matt Ryan is going to have to get hit today. He, did, he played – the perfect game last week because there was no pressure on them. The Raiders couldn't generate any pressure and hit them. They got rid of the ball. They cut down their playlist last week. So they ran very few plays. They repeated plays quite a bit, and they were going to win with their defense. I think that's their formula. Now they've got to be able to run the ball. Does Sue play today? Does Linville Joseph play today to help the Eagle inside defense? This, this is a game where the Eagles have to get back to playing from in front. They've got to get back to – Let's get the lead. Let's make Indy get desperate. Let's see if they can play from behind. They couldn't do it against Tennessee, right? They struggle to do it against teams where they have to put their offensive line out there. But let's not, let's not, let's not forget this either. This team beat Kansas City at home, right? You know, this team, this team has, you know, they have four wins. They're not the bad news bears. They are, they have, and their defense is really, they're 11th best in terms of points allowed. They're fourth overall in terms of yards. They're really good against the run. They're the number two team yards average against the run. So they have strengths. It's, they turn the ball over too damn much. They're 29th in turnovers, and they're only 25th in creating turnovers, which has been the problem. And plug your ears, Eagles fans, but could there be an Eagles regression coming? They've been the healthiest team through 10 weeks, although Dallas Goddard out. They've also had the best turnover margin. They're plus 13. Some of that's luck. They are 8-1. and one. That defense was on the field for 81 plays on Monday, and now a short week, a rest disadvantage going to Indy. It's a bit of a tricky spot, although Sirianni, some familiarity with Reich's system there. Right, and I think there's a real big motivation for Sirianni in this game. I think he's going back home. It's where he was. He loves Frank Wright. He was disappointed. I think Jonathan Gannon's defense was is under attack. They did not play to the level that they need to play. And he's getting he's getting criticized for the lack of run defense. So, you know, why can't they stop the run? Why aren't they playing the run better? Because in the last three weeks, since their bye week, they've given up 144 to Pittsburgh. You know, the game was over, right? They gave up 168 to Houston. Houston ran the ball on them. And last week, the Commanders run for 152, even though the Commanders never had control of the game running. But it's been a problem. Now, Philadelphia, not a great third down team. They're 20th in the league in third down defense. So that's been an issue. And they haven't been able to. What they've gained the advantage in Philadelphia is they've been able to turn the ball over. They've had six turnovers in the last three weeks. Where Philly was protecting the ball. That's going to be the key today. Matt Ryan is prone to turning this ball over, especially if they get pressure on him. Let's see if we can throw up Michael Lombardi's Lombardi line for this one. Of course, dipped under that number of seven. So, again, you know, it's seven across the board. Now the Colts catching a little love here. We've got a consensus number at six and a half. What's the Lombardi line? I had it at 10, Patrick, and I, I really like Philly here. I think Philly will play better today. I, I do. I think Philly's going to play better today. I know the crowd's going to be into the game. I know there'll be crowd noise, but I, I truly believe they'll protect the ball, and they've got to be able to run the ball too. Philly needs to be able to get the, the running game going with Hurts, and 
last week against A.J. Brown. He got hurt early in the game, and they just couldn't get it going. They need their receivers to make some plays. Look, the Raiders moved the ball effectively. The Raiders just didn't finish drives. The Raiders start out the game with, with three three plays and outs, and there were plays on that tape that were there. They just didn't make them, and then as the game got going – you know, they were able to make they were able to get themselves back in the game. They took the lead and then they gave it right back on a one play drive. I think the Eagles defense is much better than the Raider defense. I think they'll play well today. Eagles gonna load the box. Of course, Jonathan Taylor, there was a focus in Vegas on Taylor running the ball with Saturday. Linval Joseph and Adamic and Sue will make their debuts up front in the middle there. That's big for the Eagles here, even if they're on a pitch count. No doubt. And they're going to, and look, this Colt offensive line has not played well all year. I mean, they played well last week, and Taylor will get his carries, but here's the key to the game. The Eagles, which were the number two team, number one team in first half point scoring, they've got to play from in front. They've got to force the Colts to get away from their run and make this a 50 pass game. Because when you look at the season, when you watch what the Colts have done, when, when Ryan has to throw the ball, a bunch over 40 times they're not going to win the game that's the key you got to play from in front here that's the mandate you've got to have the first drive score make the Colts play from behind okay Nesson Patriots fans you're next I'll get you fired up as we head to break the Jets are a sharp play you're thinking wait the Patriots just went to Jersey and beat the Jets and we're coming back we're only laying three three and a half we're getting disrespected that's next here at Lombardi Line At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.